What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome back to the Punk Rock Review Podcast, man. Me and Rob are hanging out today, and we're going to talk about Green Day because, what, like three weeks from now, we're getting a new Green Day record. I know, dude. Like, I'm, I'm actually like, I'm a little more excited than I would have thought. So we did some research, and we came up with our top 10 or so Green Day songs. I think my list is a little bit more in order of priority than Rob's. I think he just came up with like 10 of his favorite songs or so. Mm. And, uh, you know, we compile lists a little differently. That's okay, man. There's nothing wrong with that. The way that I did mine was that I would, I listened to everything on Spotify and every song that I liked, I'd hit the like button. And then if I liked it a lot, I'd put it in a playlist of their top songs. I ended up with like, I don't know, 20 or so. And then I went through that and like kind of, divvied out a little here and there like okay nah this one's this one this one was fun in the moment but like timeless this not not so much and i'd move it off so ultimately i got a couple honorable mentions and uh yeah we're talking about a lot of green day this video so hope you're uh, excited for that <laughs> if you're a big fan of green day uh don't take this too personally it is a subjective list if you have a different list that is a-okay i would love for you to put it in the comments like the video dislike the video whatever man interact with us dude let me know which i suck if you have to i don't care thank you for watching anyways man uh so what's up rob how are you oh i'm doing fantastic i'm pretty fired up for this new green day album to be honest with you everything oh. we've heard off of it has been really like going through because i went through their entire catalog for this um the stuff that i knew i wasn't really going to use i kind of just went through to make sure i still had the flavor of it and stuff but um okay like the last couple of albums didn't like there's good songs on those albums but they didn't they weren't three for three with like the previews the way they are now like, unless this is Bro. the best stuff they've got off of it, this is going to be one of the better albums. Like, it might, maybe it's not as good as anything they did in the 90s, but it's going to be better than anything they did in, like, the 2010s. And I feel pretty confident in saying that. Okay, so that's what I wanted to talk about before we really got into this list, mm -hmm. is this new material, man. So the mm -hmm. way I wrote it down was, I put, um, let's see, how good can this really get? With The American Dream is Killing Me, I was immediately interested, and I thought that was a top-tiered song. Then they dropped Look Ma, No Brains, and I thought, oh, crap, this one's a little bit better than that one. Then they dropped Dilemma. Now, I'm not going to say Dilemma's a better song than Look Ma, No Brains, but it's a different song. So we've got some variety here. Uh, the D Dilemma has a lot of, like, Weezer influence and a little and a little bit of this and that. Uh, Look Ma, No Brains, I think... Which one has the Beatles sounding part in it? Is that American the, the first one? Me? Yeah, that's no, got that okay, breakdown. So we got like, like a pretty breakdown in the middle. Straight yeah. punk song. Got some Beatles influence. We got some Weezer influence. So it's on like '90s rock and roll grungy stuff like happening. The lyrical content is important and timeless at the same time. It is. I, I don't know what to say about it, man. I, I okay. In doing this research, there was points where I was listening to it where I couldn't access my phone. I was driving. And I, I choose not to fuck with my phone too much if I can avoid it. Right. And so I would hear other songs. And if you listen to Green Day on Spotify, there's a few other bands you're going to get listening that, that they're sort of fall in line, right? One of those mm -hmm. bands is The Offspring. So the revelation that I came to this week is that out of all the 90s pop punk stuff, I think The Offspring is the one that I like the most. They have the songs that mean the most to me. But what that tells me is, is that I didn't listen to as much Green Day. So I had no fatigue going into this. There was no mm -hmm. fatigue. I was able to listen to it all kind of with like pseudo fresh ears. And I had a lot of fun, man. Like I don't say the offspring thing to like disrespect Green Day or their fans or anything. I, I, I love doing this. This was great, man. 
I just think that Offspring was the one that I listened to the most back then. I was a big Epitaph fan, so their first mm-hmm. album that was big was an Epitaph album. Um, I like his vocals a little bit better back then. Uh, I think the lyrical content is very different, so it's kind of like now I can just kind of take either one, you know? <laughs> but the Offspring songs are different, man. And like, shout out to Adam Benenson. He's, he's the homie on the channel, bro. He'll know what's up. His favorite band's The Offspring. He's like a death metal guy, which I find hilarious. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, so... Without further ado, let's talk about the the, the Green Day stuff and the the, the classics, dude. Like I okay, actually, before we get into that, how do you feel about these new songs? Are they all like, cause, dude? I don't think any of them's below a nine. So the the one that hasn't like hit me as much yet is Dilemma. But I would have said I said the same thing about Look Ma, I got no brains. At first, American Dream is killing me. That was to me that was like instantaneous. Like I I just felt like okay, cool, we have a new Green Day um, theme for what we're doing. And then the other, when I heard Lookma, I thought I kind of thought it was a little generic at first, and then it kind of kept going and going, and I kept hearing it more. And then I even saw it like on the Taco Bell commercial, and I was like, "Holy shit, that song! That's a Green Day song, and it's one of their Green Day like hit rock songs, but it's based in punk a lot more than what they've been doing for the last couple of records." So I'm really high on those two. Dilemma is fine. It, it, to me, if Dilemma is an album track, then cool, we're in for a really good thing. And I like the the thematic nature of it. Like if you're gonna go with a theme it better be a good theme. And this is a pretty darn good theme, better than some of the themes they've gone with in, on their more recent albums. I, I agree with that. Uh, as far as Dilemma is concerned, I think I have a little bit more interest in the song than you do. Uh, mm. If you watch my reaction videos, I think that's the one that I had the most reaction to, where mm. I reacted like, I was like, whoa, I really like the change of pace. I really like the left, the, the curveball. It was it mm. was just like, it just has this like, pulsing like instead of being like it's just it's got this like mm. i don't know how to describe it other than doing it like that so my apologies. yeah but <laughs> but it's got this sound to it that i wasn't expecting from green day and mm. his vocals i didn't expect to yell and i like that man i like that he was able to go and do something different i'm realizing that billy joe armstrong is an incredible musician mm. songwriter like I, okay i was always good i never thought he was bad or anything Dude, this guy's incredible, man. I don't know who's writing everything about their songs. I don't know who's writing all of it. But he's the guitar player and a singer. So he's got a lot to do with it, I would think. But him and him and Mike have always been like the main co-songwriters since they were teenagers in their basement. Like that's always been the case. That's they, true. They brought and in other guys. Like- but but it's but that but no, but that's why like Kerplunk has like stuff that's Beatles poppy on it, and so does yeah. you know the American Dream is killing me. Like that that is sort of their sensibilities and always well, always has been. That leads me to a specific song. Give me a second and I'll bring it up. So, and I don't mean to like talk crap on Mike Dern. I just don't know much about him, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Okay. Looking at it from just a listener's standpoint, it's like, man, Billy's the guitar player. He's this vocalist. I assume he's a lyricist. Like, dang gun, this dude's talented. Like, I'm not that I never gave him the credit or not that I never thought so. I just never gave him the credit. And Mm -hmm. uh, I just feel like I I should give Green Day as a trio, as a group of the band, more credit for their songwriting abilities because. They do have a lot of stuff. So let me let me find this song. Give me one second to find this song real quick. Cause I meant to write it down and I forgot to. So my apologies. But it's a song off Dookie that I really when you when you said the Kerplunk thing, I was like, I wanted to bring this up. This was something mm-hmm. that I thought was crazy. If you go back to Dookie, let's see what song is it? It's like on the second half of the record. Let's see. Excuse me. Wait, is it on the second half of the record? Shit. I'm about to edit this out, so give me one second. 
pulling teeth. Mm. Right. They've been doing the Beatles thing since the nineties, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. I didn't go back to Kerplunk to pull that out, but I definitely understand what you're saying, and I agree with it. Because if you go back to pulling teeth with Dookie, dude, tell me that's not a Beatles song, bro. Like, tell me it's not like Beatles esque. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I went back to do this, I was shocked. I didn't remember them ever doing that, and I was like, it was like you know, until later in their career. But apparently, yeah. they've been the same exact band. Anybody wants to tell me they're sellouts, dude? Kiss my ass, bro. I don't want to hear it. They're the yeah, same so, band as they were in the nineties, man. So for context, the, as the legend goes, they met in middle school, Mike and Billy Joel, and they went to like each other's bedroom and you each said had a Billy guitar. Joel? No, not, not Billy Joel. Not the piano Whoa. man. No, that was that's a hell of a story for Piano Man was doing that. Oh, no. dude, that's awesome. No, the two okay, Green Day dudes, they yeah, they, they go like like that first day mm-hmm. and they they play like Beatles and Black. Like their their common interest was classic rock. Punk was just what they were into, sort of what their social group was into. So not to say they weren't into punk. They absolutely no. were. That's what they were into. But yeah. their bond specifically between Mike and and Billy was more classic rock because you're when you're in middle school, what do you do? I mean, you maybe you'll write some songs, but you're gonna you're gonna play some Black Sabbath, you're gonna play a little Eagles, you're gonna play a little Beatles, that's you're gonna play you with, start to... basically on your dad's radio is what you're yeah. playing. And that's that's what they did. And going back to the beginning, the, the Gilman Street, the thing about them was is they were also not allowed in Gilman Street before they sold out because they had all that poppy influence in them. It it took them a while right. just to get to Gilman. It was it wasn't just like they, they were even though they're the biggest representative of the Gilman sound, like it's like them, Op Ivy, and like Ranson's technically not a Gilman band, but they are a roots in Gilman. It's really Green yeah. Day and Op Ivy are the two biggest bands that were actually in Gilman. Green Day's yeah. there for a very, very short time. Green Day was, is more like the kids that were at Gilman watching Operation Ivy that barely I've got to do with it and then took off. You know, I've, so always, I've always agreed with that. I've always thought that that was the case. When I think Gilman, I think Op Ivy and then other bands like Filth. Like I don't think Green mm-hmm. Day. Um, Speaking Green, of Gilman, yeah, Green Day's a part of it. They're just not. They're like it's not like everything is framed because you have to sell everything about Gilman as like the story of Green Day and this and that because like you're going to sell the most by putting Green Day on the cover of those things. But really, and that's what always, my issue with it is is that they're I always like a co-character. Like yeah, it's 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 Larry Livermore who helped create Green Day. There's a top right. person. The uh, and and the Op Ivy stuff, and then you said like. Filth and Blatz and all that stuff that really is the Gilman. Blatz is the other one I was thinking of. Sort of like scene and eggplant and all those guys and the art scene around there. Green Day is kind of a, yeah, kind of a small part of it. They just gained the biggest riches of anyone that ever like can lay claim to that. So they're sort of, they do get to kind of hold the history from like, especially from a monetary perspective. Like that East Bay dock is a great East Bay dock that keeps all those bands alive. That wouldn't exist if Green Day hadn't passed through Gilman on their way up, you know? And I I don't mean to, again, I don't mean to be like, taking credit from anybody especially not green day i just think that whenever i think gilman i don't think green day it it but but history does and it's yeah and I, always, I always found that kind of weird but yeah and you know really they wrong been, either it's just the it's just the perspective and who and what you put weight to if, if you think yeah well it. i mean like you said they're, they're they're the most monetary uh proficient band out of the group i guess that's the wrong word you know what i mean they made the most yeah. money Okay, they're most and, famous. And, and in all of punk, too. So it's not just that group, it's in all of punk. So it's, it's right. extremely outsized. Yeah. Yeah. And but they just happen to be like a smaller part of that actual group of people, but they were still a part. They were, I mean, they were official, bro. Like straight yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. They're not I'm not I'm not trying to say they were tourists or only played there once or anything. I'm just yeah. saying that they, they are not necessarily, and that's not a criticism of them and their because like if they don't hit it big, that scene probably dies like a little sooner than it than it oh, actually did, too. Because for they, sure. they kept them alive. Because, like, you know, Op Ivy's out of all that stuff goes to Epitaph. 
You know, I mean, you talked yeah. about that, that offspring Green Day contrast. Well, there's actually kind of the contrast is a Gilman band versus uh, a Southern California Epitaph band. That's really right. kind of the difference between between those two bands. Because other than that, they they are very similar in in a lot of other ways. But that is the sort of the core difference um, between those two. Before we get onto this list, man, Gilman's uh, like selling parts of their yeah. wall because they're doubling up their door space. And so I pledged a hundred bucks to get a piece of Gilman, man. I'm I'm like kind of stoked, dude. Like that's kind of cool. Oh, I'm gonna build a um, I'm gonna build a shadow box type deal, mm. and it's gonna go right. I don't know if you can see it right yeah. there. It's gonna go right over my shoulder. Um, maybe in the other one, maybe in the shelf next to it. But it's gonna be right over my shoulder in this video. Every time you see a video, you'll see part of Gilman. Piece of Gilman. That's that is cool. kind of freaking rad, dude. Mm -hmm. That's pretty rad. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome, especially the way you specifically love like Op Ivy and that. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like ranted, like story. Yeah. I was so when I saw it, I was like, I have to do this. Like, I don't know that there's any other options for me there. Man, I got this gnarly ass hangnail is driving me mm. nuts, dude. It will not stop bugging me. Anyways, okay, I don't want to keep fidgeting with it. it was my issue. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about our, our our favorite Green Day songs. So let me let me go ahead and give you my honorable mentions. Okay. Sure. Because I've got five of them, and dude, people are going to probably roast me for this. I am sorry. Okay. At number 15, I don't want to spend too much time talking about most of these, but I think you'll talk about at least one of them. Number 15, I put Minority off of Warning. It it, it started out a little higher, but like realistically, it's just not a top 10. But it absolutely is a top 15 in my opinion. Number 14, I put Platypus, I Hate You, off of Nimrod. Yes. Um, uh, there's a lot of songs on here that are probably going to bother people, I guess. Um, but Nimrod is highly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, um, represented on this list. So just, you know, uh, foreshadowing there. Number 13, this is probably the one I'm going to have the problem with. Number 13 is American Idiot. And... That song is the sole reason that I wanted to talk about 11 through 15 because I thought that while it doesn't rank as high for me as I think it probably will for you and most people, even with that, I still think it deserves a bit of my airtime. I think it deserves a little bit of recognition and respect because that song, when I was a manager at Hot Topic, was like the song. It was the one that started the black shirts and red ties. They did it before. I think that was before MCR, wasn't it? Yeah, the year before. Dude, so like that set the trend for not just punk and pop punk, but emo. It spanned an entire like section of music times three. And so for that reason, I have to give it respect, tip of the hat. Whether I listen to it or not, all the time is relevant. It's mm -hmm. a great song. And I would like to hear your thoughts on it for a minute because I know it's probably high on your list. Yeah, so it made my official top ten. That's uh, what I thought. And it was it was honestly, it's not my second favorite Green Day song, but it was the second song I thought of after my favorite one, just because okay. it's so top of mind. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. In my opinion, I think you you took a lot of my thunder of what I was going to say throughout this video, oh, the sorry. album with, with what you said. No, but I'm glad we came to the same conclusion because I've been talking to some people that are a little bit younger than me, just like in regular life. Um, okay. People that like punk, but like don't necessarily want to do a podcast about it yeah, you know yeah I mean? for sure and they all like the one the younger ones who are more on the emo side 
they're big Green Day fans as well, but their start of Green Day is kind of American Idiot. And I was thinking about it the other day. It's like, that's not an emo album necessarily, but it appealed to that generation very specifically. It yes. also, that song kind of appealed to me is like, that was the first time I really got Green Day. And it was the first time for me, Green Day was not like an old man band, which is funny to okay. me because Rancid wasn't an old man band. No Effects wasn't an old man band. Those are, right. those are peers of Green Day. Those are guys are older than Green Day. Those guys always felt newer and younger and fresher to me. To me, Green Day was always good. I liked their music. I'd listen to them a lot, but they were always this thing like from the 90s. Like I always say, they they were kind of an episode of Friends, so to speak for me. Like something that was cool, but something maybe like the older brothers got involved in. Like the dudes I knew that were older that listened to like, sublime and nirvana and all that stuff like green day was just kind of another band that they also listened to it wasn't until the song american idiot that i heard that that i they sort of clicked for me because i think that's their pop punk album in a, in a, in its truest sense like they oh, always really? did pop, they always did like pop punk and then they were had the popular punk we've talked about this a lot i think a lot of those 90s albums are different flavors within like that punk rock spectrum that they sort of go towards mixing their rock and their beatles and all that that we talk about i think like the songs like american idiot was them kind of trying to do pop punk in a way they just did a whole lot better than everyone else that had ever done it. And they had so much more roots in actual punk, like we are talking about, that I think that yeah. added a certain flavor and credibility that really appealed to me. A guy that maybe I'm not from the streets, but I prefer the No Effects and the Rancids and the, and the Pennywises and the Bad Religions. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to take American Idiot over like what Blink is putting out at the time, or even quite frankly, what the Offspring Rating, those ones are coming out at the time. That's a, like a mainstream version of what, the, of what the stuff I like. That's kind of that midstream stuff. It was kind of the merger for me of, of all that stuff. I I agree with most of that. I don't know that I agree with that being their most pop punk album. I I just I think that Dookie is far and away their most pop punk album. But I think that's pretty subjective. I don't know mm -hmm. that we should argue about it. But like, uh, I think the reason that you always felt like they were the old guy band and the other bands that were the old guy bands weren't mm -hmm. is exactly what we were just talking about. It's the fact that they have a very large influence from the Beatles and so like mm -hmm. that. So they have their their sound is just a little bit older it just is even mm -hmm. in the 90s it was like a 70s sound kind of even yeah. in the 90s they had the most alternative look they didn't have more punk they had alternative they look they look more like nirvana than they do rancid yes or they did in the 90s they, 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 the 90s. Thought they were more they were more categorized with them too like when i came online where, like in the, and so in in the hodgepodge that includes like blink and corn and you know brian seltzer orchestra and all them green day wasn't particularly punk they were just uh, they were just part of alternative rock like you're saying like to me even blink stood out more as a little bit different because there's what's like i feel they were a little bit more limited i think in sound too so that's oh, why yeah. green day fits into like green day somewhat and you can hear it a lot on the earth like the pre-dookie stuff you can tell that is built in the world of grunge like that is very influenced by that sort of early 90s rock landscape and that's why oh for like, sure they didn't fit into alternative rock. Alternative rock didn't become a genre till like 10 years ago. Alternative rock used to just be what kind of like non mainstream popular, rock yeah. was uh, that was that kind of made it to the radio. So yeah, yeah, Green Day and The Offspring and Rancid, quite frankly, were all alternative bands in that. Say it wasn't until more recently yeah. that like alternative, which is really just like kind of heavy indie, became like a genre in and amongst itself. So yeah, they were one. They're one of the biggest alternative rock bands of all time. If if, if that's how you want to categorize them, I, I would and, agree with that. In the nineties is is kind of where they made. And so so to that point, like again, I I love Nirvana. Uh, I like Pearl Jam. I like a lot of that grunge stuff. It's not my Oops. favorite, but but it's all it's all the grown up stuff to me too. And like, yeah. it all very much is that. And I think Green Day does fall 
fall into that where it's like the Pennywises and the Rancid and stuff, there's almost like an arrested development that they're still kind of afforded, even as men in their 50s, where they're still kind of younger and hipper, even though I know that right. Green Day is actually younger and hipper than, than <laughs> those guys are. Like just straight up, like those, like Tim and, and Jim Lindbergh and Fat Mike would admit that Green Day are younger, hipper, cooler, and better looking than they are. It just kind of is what it is. Yeah, maybe. I'm not going to say that you're wrong about that. I don't, I don't actually <laughs> That's a hell of a debate topic. <laughs> yeah, that, that really is. Um, I just think that uh, I, I think that their sound is just, like you said, they had a broader swath. Like their mm-hmm. their sound was, was just a little bit broader. And then I think the base of their music is simultaneously punk rock and like 50s and 60s pop music. Um, yeah. Do you, do you also feel like, and I, I thought some of this from the early Green Day all the way to like the mid Green Day, there's also like that 80s punk that they are very subtly influenced by, like that that kind of California 80s take acid punk that's not very, very fast. When you listen to a lot of their slower songs, it kind of sounds more like that than like the bad religion, skate punk sort of more upbeat stuff. Yeah, they ha- and I don't they like have a lot of that stuff, slower so stuff that's a little more like, like yeah, like the 80s, the 80s drug kind of punk that that i know you don't and like as much you're saying no i do I, I actively dislike most of yeah. that stuff and I, I, I think I, it's funny that i like more i like a little bit more of that stuff than you do considering our other tastes I'm right more of an 80s hardcore head <laughs> than you are it's just a weird i'm just a weird quirk. i don't know man I, I like i like fast music most of the time mm. uh i've gotten a little bit slower with my tastes as i get older but like generally speaking the faster the better that's why i like pennywise so much they're fucking fast man they're drumming dude no effects their drums so even those bands slow fast. stuff is like fast like that's that's you know what i'm saying like, like yeah. yeah dude i mean that's a that's an accurate statement um you know, those hangnails killing me bro i don't know if i'm gonna be able to fucking concentrate what if, okay what if, what if they talk about green day like you know pain in the ass annoying like green day is always annoyed kind of their affect and you're just like getting into the podcast by bro it's driving annoyed. me nuts yeah dude it's so <laughs> dumb uh let's move on to my number 12 and uh 11 so we can get into the actual top 10 number 12 is stuck with me off of insomniac and number 11 is Castaway off a of warning. Dude, I really wanted Castaway to be in my top 10. It just couldn't be. It was too many songs. Um uh, I think that my top 11 at any point in time can be just like thrown into a Yahtzee cup and thrown on a table and then that's the order that it's in because all of these songs that I'm fixing to mention are equally as important to me i think i don't think there's very many that like stand out except maybe the number one number one and it's going to surprise you i think once we get down to like number three and four you'll probably know what number one is um but yeah so number 10 on my top 10 green day songs of all time number 10 is when i come around um i honestly didn't think i was going to have any songs off that album on this list but I got a couple. I don't like that record that much. I don't you think know, it's their like best. No, nah, not really. I, I think it's because when it came out, the where I was at in my life was not a happy place, man. Mm-hmm. I was very much in a in a bad place mentally and emotionally. I was a kid. And I was I was not popular. I was uh, very very poor, and I didn't have very many friends. So every time I hear these songs, the memories that it brings up, they're not good memories at all. Like they're just dark. And the music on that album was pretty dark. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple other songs that are on this list from that record, but I was surprised. I I had to go back and listen to it a couple times to really go, okay, these deserve their place on this list. So number 10 is when I come around. Number nine 
happens to also be off Dookie. It's called She. That song She. Mm-hmm. I really like that song. That's that's like on any any time any day of the week. That one could be on a playlist, and I'm good. I'm good with it. Um, I don't know if you like that song very much or not. I don't know if you, how you feel about when I come around, so, but so when I come around um, was is on my honorable mention list of basically kind of like your process, my thumbs up list, but didn't make the final the final cut. Okay, um, yeah. Just because I think it's a generally good song. Same thing with She. And I think that those are just generally good, like pop rock songs, um, so to speak. Like, I'm never going to switch the radio or the playlist if those songs ever come on. They're just not Facts. ones that I necessarily have um, at the front of my of my list. I will say about Green Day, they're such a good band that, like, they picked all the right radio hits and they have right. deep cuts. Like, it's not, they're not a band that, right. like, some, some bands you can say, like, man, I get why they picked their radio hits, but God, those are like their worst songs. Like, I think a lot of these are, are some, they pick like they pick some of their best songs as radio hits and they're deep. Right. They're, just, they're a very, especially in this, this first half of their career, they have very little fat on these records. And I think that's why it's, I was going to say they have a, hard. I was going to use the term dense. They have yeah, a dense, that's exactly a what dense catalog. They are. Yeah. And I think, I think when we've done this exercise twice, both with the album rankings and with this, um, it, it's like, yeah, like she's like a great, like that's one of the great, again, alternative rock songs of the nineties. But it doesn't make you know your your top you know maybe twenty Green Day songs for me, and that that speaks more to the strength of the band than like a criticism of She, which oh, is a, yeah, dude. a good song. These lists are so subjective, bro. It's incredibly difficult for us to just be like, hey man, we got the same top ten list. I feel like that'd be so bullshitty, <laughs> that'd be so stupid. Yeah, got like, it, so bro. Let's move on from the hangnail, bro. Let's, dude. The relief my thumb just felt. It's, now I just got it an is alert. bleeding. I got an it alert is- now that's on CNN that you got it done. So bad. It's <laughs> national emergency. Oh man, dude, I feel through the relief, bro. I was like, oh, because I, I I am hyper focused on stupid crap like that whenever it's happening to me. Um, <laughs> number eight is the title track off a of warning. Um, oh man, I didn't think that one was gonna make the cut, bro. But the more mm-hmm. I listened to it, the more I was like, oh, I love the song, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I think warning is an album. It's just better than I remember it. It's not like their best, but it's just a really good record. And uh, the highs on that album, I think, are incredibly, incredibly high. And I think that, uh, well, it starts off with a great song. And it's like, dude, how do you how do you make somebody want to stick through your whole album? You start it with a mm-hmm. banger, dude. You mm-hmm. start off with a great track and the rest of your album is that nothing else. It's anticipated. Now, if you mm-hmm. get it and you don't like it, OK, but you got there. And Warning does that, in my opinion. Yeah, and they really do that their whole career, even on their weaker albums. Yes. Like, the best song is generally the first one, which, again, is that's just smart um, yeah. for, for people that, like, to be fair to Green Day, like, for a punk band, they chose, like, basically all the right people in the music industry to always represent them and help them make those decisions. Agreed. Part, part of why they're they're as successful um, as they are. Yeah, Warning, I have I have one song from Warning really on my list. It's the one album I didn't go through as much because I just knew there wouldn't be as much on there, even though, like, when we did okay. our albums list, it was it was top five because, again, that's another one where I just, the floor, uh, like, the, I think the ceiling is kind of low on Warning as far as, like, top-tier songs, but I think the floor is very high on it because it, yeah. all the songs are very, very good. I still will maintain, I don't need to spend time, time on this, that I just, I wish they would have just recorded that. There's an alternate version that they recorded, like, a punk rock version of that whole album. It, doesn't, it didn't even need to be released. I just want to hear those songs in that yeah. I think I think that album gets thought about differently if that's the case, but at the same time, the, I wouldn't change those songs being out there the way that they are. I just would like as, that as a thought experiment. I feel like that album almost kind of has like a folk punk feel to it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it's like, it like dips its toe into that pool and you're like, Oh, I can see that you guys like a little of this. 
it's like a, Bob Dylan, you know? Yeah, it's like that, and then American Idiot unplugged. Like before they had like to me, right? To me, they we, we always disconnect that album from like the American Idiot era. But to me, it's very easy to see how you got those sort of like anthem type songs in a folk setting to now let's let's take let's take that folk concept and put it into opera. It's basically a lot Agreed. of the concept with everything that happened, you know, in the world in between, you know, to to complicate it a little bit. Agreed, man. Agreed. Number seven for me would be Jaded off of Insomniac. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Insomniac and Nimrod are far and away my favorite Green Day records. They're the only two that I even own. Like, mm. I wow. love those records. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it, dude. Jaded is such a good song. Uh, it needs more credit on its own because it is so tied with Brain Stew that people, for, people don't give it credit as its own song. And it's a really good... Like like a straight up good punk song in the middle of like that mid nineties Green Day run. It's probably their best, maybe one of their best punk songs in that era, and it doesn't get enough credit because it's tied to Brain Stew, which is fine. I like it as a whole piece of music; it's great, but it is its own song that deserves its own its own kind of credit. So I fully agree with that. Do we have agreed more in this episode than we probably have? <laughs> I know ever on an episode. So here's the funny thing: is that Jaded it started out with being Brain Stew and Jaded for me as as mm. one as one entry. But the more I listened to it, the more I didn't care for Brain Stew. I was like, all right, it's cool. Mm. I remember it. But it's another one of those songs where I had these weird memories. Mm. It's associated with this dude that hurt me when I was a kid, man. And he loved that song. And so when I hear it, I'm like, I go back to a very dark place. And I don't, I don't, I don't like it. But Jaded was one that I never heard much. And I like it. It's also faster. I like, you know me, I like faster, more, more punk rock shit. So mm. Uh, yeah, great song, man. Um, number six is also off of Insomniac. It would be Brett. Who doesn't like that song? It's a Green Day fan. Like, mm. I don't know, man. Uh, that song is freaking rad. It's uh, that's the one, Mom and Dad, right? Sorry, Mom and Dad, is that the song I'm thinking of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, I, I don't know. Great song, bro. Like, it's not, Insomniac's a great record. Like, yes. I, so on our list, I, I officially put Nimrod above Insomniac, and then if I did the list today. Insomniac would be above Nimrod, and then if I do it next week, I think Nimrod will take retake the lead. Those are That's such exactly good albums, and and they're and they're not even similar sounding albums, but they're so they're so together, like they're so they're so a part of that same time period of the band. They're not they're not the punk Booma Dookie. They're not the sure Warning. They're not American Idiot Opera. They're just they're kind of like Green Day's prime. Like that is what is Green Day? Like that's Green Day in their mid tier. I just spilled tea on my floor. Cool. You need to go grab a towel. Yeah, spill some time for a second. Yeah, it works. All right, so punk rock anarchy okay. even on podcasts. Cool. Hell yeah. Okay, so my response to that statement would be is that I think you're absolutely correct. I agree with you wholeheartedly, a hundred percent. I could flip-flop those two records over and over and over and over and over. I think that that is Green Day's prime, not mm. American Idiot and not Dookie. That might be the height of Green Day, but their prime is Nimrod mm. and Insomnia or Insomnia and Nimrod. But and I and I and I agree that they don't they sound alike, but they don't sound alike. It's because it's because they have a complete sound. Each album has its own complete sound, and it's complete throughout the whole record. So when you think of them, you go, they kind of sound alike, and they really don't. The songwriting might, but the production's different. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I like about it is that you have similar sounding songs, 
but the production or similarly written songs, I guess I should say, but the production on those songs are vastly different in my, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Day feels very intentional with how they make music. Like I, I don't feel like I agree. I think a lot of other bands like they might stumble upon an influence or a sound. I feel like Green Day knows what they're doing very consciously when they when they make all these songs. It's probably why their quality is so high, honestly, because they're not right. You know, you know, it's 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 with intention. I also think in general, it, it, any band's discography, I'm always going to be partial to their '90s stuff, not just because that's when I was younger and all that stuff, but I just think '90s music from an ear perspective just sounds better like every genre they just knew how to record music better in the 90s and i think it's probably before the digital stuff really took over and and it all kind of spread out but just music in general from that era always just gets a little overrated by me because it always just sounds so pleasing to the ear see that's the one thing that we're going to disagree on this you say that a lot and i've Mm -hmm. never understood why you say that i've gone back and listened to records and gone man if they could just re-record this it would sound so much better subjective it, it's just whatever you I, like i'm not i'm like. not talking about, i'm not even talking about punk for the record i'm more talking about mainstream music though when i talk about this so uh, no no no. I, I'm, yeah i know yeah. i'm talking about just in general music in the 90s i just don't think it sounds that great i don't like i guess part of it's that i don't like most of the music from that era so i don't care to sit down and like but to apart, me, you, like, you can get and what i mean by this very specifically is you can get any 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 band's album and their 90s catalog you can have the vo- knob, the volume knob. It's lowest that it is for any of their stuff, and it sounds the clearest. Just just that alone to me, on top of all the production, everything else. It's just I don't know what it is about '90s recording quality for me that just and it might be a subjective thing. It just sounds better to me. I think, I, I think it's it comes out of a '90s speaker. Yeah, I just I just don't agree, but it's because I don't like it, not because it's you're wrong. I don't like it as much. But, and, and and yeah, and and I will just say, and I'm not trying to prove my point, but I'll say like I'll even no. apply that to like '90s country music. Like I just think '90s country music, which I don't have a big passion for, like even that stuff, the the air, the the sound quality of it is just better than like the crap that comes out now or the crap that came out in the '70s and '80s. Like I don't know what I I don't know what it is about my my affection for '90s production. Like being that you don't share it, I'm actually talking about it because I should kind of explore like what it is that I'm. I think I'm you should explore it because production. I don't think that you're even telling it right. I don't think that you have a 90s uh i don't think it's the production at all i think it's the the music and the musicians in the era of music it was superior in the 90s i think Maybe. we have a lot, a lot of watered down garbage now and so the production might be objectively better but it doesn't matter because the songwriting isn't as mm. good and so right. You know, you're, you're I, I, I could see that as well because most of their most of those bands' best catalog, I also think, was in the '90s too. Yeah, so that's, I would imagine it's probably it. somewhere in the middle, but mm-hmm. it's probably a little bit of both of those things. And it's just you mm-hmm. prefer some of those songs, and you happen to prefer the way they sound. Whereas yeah. I think I, I think I like a little bit of all of it, like because there's a lot of stuff now that I think sounds far superior to anything back then, even stuff that's intentionally sounding like lo-fi and such. Yeah, but it's uh, this conversation is so subjective that if. We could have ten people in a room, and every one of us are going to have a completely different opinion about we all should of it. Charge so, people like fifty bucks to sit in and give their opinion, and we'll tell them if they're right or wrong, and then send one them million percent. We should do that. I absolutely, <laughs> I, I would do that in a heartbeat because I would love to get paid to tell people how wrong they are. <laughs> okay, now we're at the top five, dude. We're really into like meat and potatoes in yeah, the Green Day catalog. Cooking. Number five is all the time off of Nimrod. I. I just love that song. I, I love every bit of it. And I didn't think it would rank this high. And when I wrote it down, it was at like number 12 or something. And it just kept creeping up and up and up. And I think this is just a personal song that I like. A song that's good to me. Mm. And that's what these lists are most fun about, man, is that they're, they're my, it's my list. So like, mm-hmm. you may not understand why I have all the time 
at number five. And it's like, well, it's because that's what I would listen to in that order. I'd go from this, 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 and I'd get to all the time. And so um, since Nimrod is such an important record to me, uh, I'm not surprised that it's on here, I guess. <laughs> Do you even like that song? Do you know that song at all? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's one that didn't make my official cut, but um, yeah. so everything I didn't, everything I didn't make the cut for, I made sure I listened to all the way through just to sort of, sure. To clean it out to make sure, but it's just, it's just another one of those solid kind of Nimrod. Nimrod has a lot of songs on it, and so I think some sometimes it feels a little bit bloated because there is yeah. just a lot of them. It's not it's not very long as a record because they still are punk songs. They're only like two minutes long. There's just kind of a lot of titles on on that one. I think the reason I like all the time as much as I do is because a it wasn't like a hit, so I didn't hear it all mm-hmm. the time. Coincidentally, uh, but the hook on it is so. No, 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 It's just like this, like really good melody, and it just mm. every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, it's stuck in my head now. And so, for that reason, I'm going with that one. Number four is probably one that everybody's been waiting on me to say. Number four is Basket Case. Um, I go through phases with this song. Excuse me. I either love it or I hate it. It's again, it goes back to when this album came out, what I was doing in my life and all that jazz. But it's the one that when I hear it, it still reminds me of movies enough to not let me worry about my real life. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's a cinematic song for me. And it's this one is more, the Basket Case is more of a timestamp than it is a personal mm-hmm. thing for me. But Basket Case, in my opinion, is far and away the best song of Dookie. So mm. um, I would imagine a lot of folks either uh flat out agree with that or wholly disagree with that so i think it's probably a polarizing topic is my point mm. yeah it's and it's you know any, any of those songs off of dookie i think are gonna just you could sort of copy and paste that take to them because for like a half a million people that's going to be their the, their favorite green day song right. and the thing about green day is it's what the only band i think we can talk about on here that you could be a hardcore green day fan and not give two shits about punk rock and like every part of their of their catalog and still probably be into i would say so like, like, I don't think that applies as much to some of these other bands that are just as like poppy as them. Like, again, I, and I'm, I'm contrasting them to Blink, but I think that's helpful. Like, you can maybe like Anima and stuff, but you can't really listen to Dude Ranch and be like, okay, I like Blink, but I don't really like punk. And, and those can't still be the same thing. I think you could not really care for punk and still experience like Dookie pretty much in its entirety and like it just as a pop rock album or whatever, whatever uh, you liked it for the hits. I think you can with Green Day. You, you know, it's not perfect, but. <laughs> Yeah, more so than any other like pop punk band that we're going to talk about. I think they're more accessible in that way. I would say Blink probably catches that one, man. Because, dude, like, yeah, Dude Ranch, but I think that Dookie is just as punk rock as Dude Ranch. And I think that American Idiot is just as punk rock as anything okay, but put, ever put, done. Put, put like Cheshire Cat next to any any of that early that early stuff, and that is clearly a pop punk album compared to what like Dookie and Nimrod and, and all those would, would be. I don't know, man. I don't, I, I don't agree sweet. with that, man. I think that Green Day is a punk rock band. I, I, I never thought of them as anything else. Like I only call them a punk, a pop punk band because everybody kind of does. I, think I don't, that I don't even consider the- them that much of a pop punk band. I say they're a punk band and they're like a pop rock band. I, I think I, I agree with that. So I said, American idiot is there to me is their pop punk record. If they've got one. Cause I, agree okay. With so, then, so then how, then, then if you say, that's that, why I think like blink is more say- of like a pop as a true pop punk band than what like green day is like, that's why that's not that hard of an opinion to come to. Okay. So then my, my, my point would still stand is that Blink is still a pop punk band. Yeah. So they're going to have more, they're, they're going to have, yeah, but they're going to have, okay. I'm saying like, if that's the case, then they're still a pop punk band. They're going to be more 
accepted by people that listen to non-punk rock music. They're going to listen to the radio say, rock. I'm saying the opposite. I am saying the opposite, though. My opinion is yeah, the opposite. Yeah, no, I, I know that. Yeah. I'm saying that. I'm saying that that even with your point that that Blink is still the more pop punk band, I still think that they're still the more accessible band to non-punk rock listeners. From from Cheshire Cat all the way through, uh, what's the hell's the new album called? Whatever. <laughs> Forgettable, I guess. I love it. Uh, I love it. I don't know what the name of it. I keep saying how great it is. One more time. Yeah. That's what it is. One more time. So, like, I think because they've, I think, I think their their vocals have always been more. Because even back then, if you didn't like punk rock, you loved those guys and their snotty stuff and their vocals. Their lyrics were more pop. They were more accessible because they were immature. And they were on American Pie. Green Day was more like Green Day was on Seinfeld. All- Green Day was on Seinfeld. That's my sure. point. Okay. Yes, they were on I American mean, Pie. They were on Seinfeld. Like to me, that that proves my point. That doesn't go against it. Green Day, is way more, point? Green, Green Day is way more part of American mainstream culture than Blink has ever been. And that is, that uh, is an undisputable I fact. Whole wholeheartedly disagree with that. But, what, I mean, whatever. When, in, I in what metric has Blink ever been bigger than, than Green Day, especially in mainstream American <laughs> culture? You never. Said, you said and more embedded. More never. Like, never. Like, that's never been the case. Like, that would that would completely undo, like, all of everything we talk about with punk rock. If we're going to say now, all Blink right. was, the, was the more culturally relevant band than Green Day. Like, that just doesn't hold water. I flat out don't give a shit if they were more culturally relevant at all. I don't okay. care about that. My point is, is that if you're a punk rock fan, the band you would gravitate towards would not be Blink-182. It would be Green Day. And if you're a fan of, say, I don't know, fucking Nickelback, you would listen to Blink-182 as fast or faster than you would Green Day. I'm just saying that that Blink isn't the more punk rock of the two bands. That's what you're that's leaning not what, into. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying the person that doesn't care about punk rock would be more likely to be into Green Day than they would be into Blink. That is my and actual I'm, point. Okay, and I'm disagreeing with that. I'm saying that they would be more gotcha. into Blink when they do. So, yeah, anyways, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Man, what I would love we were talking be, about? <laughs> we were talking about Basket Case. I would love for people to that that don't aren't familiar with us at all. To like, I want to be in their head as they watch the first time that we get into like some kind of argument, and to think if the I want to hear what they're thinking, because it boils down to the fact that like neither of us, we're just having a conversation. Like, but it does seem very hostility, uh, hostile, and it's really not. It's not really. It's it's something we care about a lot, but we also know isn't actually that important in the grand scheme of life for context. Yeah, we care about this a lot, but I care about Rob way more than I care about. We care about we care about this podcast a lot. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Outside of that, like it's Rob's my (laughs) friend outside of this shit. So like, you know, I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, well fuck you, don't ever call me again over a Blink One A Two and Green Day argument. That shit will be wild. Let's we should do that as like a podcast gimmick. We should start feuding over. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness bro it wouldn't be hard dude <laughs> oh man we're two of the most stubborn people on the youtube we, we really are that's why we're a good podcast uh like duo there dude it's gonna be funny is that my next three songs the top three for me are gonna make people gonna go what you're gonna go what right okay so number three <laughs> is uh the grouch oh, this guy uh yeah, off, off nimrod <laughs> I, I just love that song, bro, and it fits my personality so well, man. <laughs> it's a mirror to your soul. I love it. <laughs> it really is, dude. I just of all went the songs. in the bathroom, and I was like, number three. Like, I, I, I used to say No Effects is I Don't Like Me Anymore is kind of that song for me, and I'll stick by that. We'll put the grouch for you. That'll be your sort of self-loathing theme song. Bro, I'm not even going to argue that. Okay. <laughs> I don't I know that. what to say about the grouch, other than I really like that song a lot. It's like one of the songs that when I hear it, I usually go, yeah, put that one on the playlist. Like, that's how I think of this song. I go, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Put that one on the list. Oh, yeah, hey, man, put that on the tape. Like, that's that song, I've had it on, like, 
probably 10 different mixtapes and it's on multiple playlists of mine. Uh, kind of more of a deep cut than a, than a hit song, mm -hmm. but that's what I like about Green Day is that their deep cuts, in my opinion, are just as good as their hit songs. I, like you mm -hmm. said earlier, we've both said this multiple times tonight, that those songs, their albums are dense, dude, with, with great music. So, mm -hmm. number so two, happy when you mentioned that one, too. Yeah, you lit up mentioning that one. <laughs> dude, number two is so dumb, bro, but it's like, it almost made my number one. Number two was my number one all the way until the last minute, dude. Mm. Babs of Who. I love that song so much. It's on Insomniac. It's like the fast song where he's like singing the vocals and the drums are just going by themselves. And I was like, let's go, bro. It just It's the kind that you want to like skateboard to or drive your car real fast or if you're like, Slamming a door running out of a house, that's the song that's playing in your head. Uh, or if you're mad at your mom, that's the song that's playing in your head. If you're pissed off in your science class, that's the song that's in your head. If your girlfriend's being a bitch, that's the song in the head. If you're being a bitch, that is not the song that's in your head, okay? No. Every time else, though, that's the song that's in your head. If you're being a bitch, it's probably Blink-182 song. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I fucking love Blink, dude. People <laughs> must think I hate that band, bro, as much shit as I talk about Blink. <laughs> hey, people, when we talk about Blink, you guys watch and listen. Bro, I'm telling you, man, I shit on that band so much, but I truly love that group. Uh, dude, I was, you know, what's funny about it is like way back when is uh, in high school, I was given a relentless amount of fucking shit from all the punk rockers for all the blink I used to listen to. Right. And I've turned into that curmudgeonly old shit, but I still listen to them. I'm no, like, you know what, though? But you even you even weaponize and become a curmudgeonly old blink shit, too. Like you've actually seized that, too, in, as part of your powers, because you actually like blink without like prejudice. Which really pisses yeah. me off sometimes. I don't know which lane you're gonna you're gonna fall into on the blink face. Dude, it's really stupid, man. Because I just like the band, and I'm like, but they're not perfect. Like, like that's know, the most like, that your blink fandom is the most genuine thing about you because it's just it's so pure. It's so pure. It's it's not more but any outside influence at all. It's great, dude. People people that are like super fans fucking hate me, bro. It's like the blink, like the I call them the stinks, dude. Like the little shitheads. They they hate me, bro. We have a cover band around here called Stink182. It's just funny. That, shout out to them. It's funny that you said that. Yeah, dude. Shout out to those guys for sure. But yeah, I, you know, you got the, the Swifties and all this stuff. The Stinks, dude. I've said stinks. it like twice, like publicly, like on a comment. And I, I try to keep it to myself because it's my word. I get to call them Stinks, dude. But, I'm going to uh, represent them. I'm going to become their, their chairman. Their, their you'll do well, sir. You'll do well. <laughs> uh, but my, my in my opinion, the best Green Day song of all time. What do you think it is? I almost ruined it without asking you. I got to get your opinion oh, on this. Oh, I have no idea because it's not going to be from Dookie. Um, I think it's something off Nimrod uh, or something off Kerplunk. I don't know. I'll give you one hint. Okay, give me It's Nimrod. It's off of Nimrod. Okay, let me pull up the Nimrod track list and let me see if I can just hit it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, dude. Take a second. This is. I want to see if you can guess it because I think that people are going to be like, interesting. It's also going to be a test of how much I've been paying attention to everything else you've been saying. Too. Uh, I was thinking that, dude. I was like, this boy got no idea what's on my list. <laughs> Get exposed over here. I'm over here making oh, my grocery dude. list and, you know, but, uh, you know taking me to work. I got to go to the store later tonight, too, bro. I, I do, that's not a joke. I'm not making my list, but yes. Okay, so did you have... You already had platypus. Okay, uh... I, I have is it redundant? I don't know. What do you what do you got? 
Dude, it's the one that nobody would think of. What's the one song on there that you would never think was my favorite Green Day song? Uh, I don't know. Good Riddance, Jinx. Yes, dude. It's Good Riddance, bro. I I love that song like so much. I know, right? I knew that was a skip for me. I just like, nope, that's not even going to be considered. Like, I knew really? that one was off my list. Yeah. And yeah. I'm stunned it was on, it's on your list. Wow. Yeah, I think it's their best song. Like, because yeah. when it, okay, let me, let me explain a little bit of my, my reasoning because it is, it is important. The reasoning to this, to this pick is important to me. So when, uh, when Green Day was in their heyday and they had done Dookie and then they had done Insomniac and then Nimrod came out, this was the one song that I hated. I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? This acoustic ballad song. And I think that they knew that that was going to be the, the case for like their super deep, deep cut fans. And they did it anyways. And to me, that showed an immense amount of courage, uh, balls for days, bro. And intelligence, because it's a really well-written song anyways, dude, let's be honest, right? Well, mm-hmm. you also know that when you're a kid and you're into punk rock music, you don't care about acoustic music. But when you hit 25, 30, 32, 35, 37, 39, 40 years old, you're into a little different stuff, man. So this one aged like wine. It actually Mm -hmm. did. It got better and better. And then I don't listen to the radio at all. Haven't for like 25 years. So I never got burnt out on it. I just didn't like it when it came out. And so Mm -hmm. when I was listening to it, every time it comes on, I let it play all the way through. It's the only Green Day song out of their entire discography that when it comes on, I listen the whole way through every time, no matter what I've had smiles on my face. I've had tears in my eyes. I've had from both ends of the spectrum. I think it's a perfect song. And I, I, I just, I'm a little surprised with it myself, but I was like going through the list. I was like, Bob Zavula, who was like the one I was like, that's my jam, bro. I love that song. It's my favorite green day song. I kept going back to good riddance. And I'm thinking like, I don't know, man. Like, I think this song is just a better song than that. And I was like, well, shit, if it's the better song, how do I not put it there? Like, mm-hmm. and so it just kept working its way up, dude. I was just like, oh, this motherfucking song is going to go all the way to the front, dude. And it sure did. Uh, I do think people will be a little surprised. I don't, I didn't do it for that reason. It's just my favorite song by them. And I was talking to a kid the other day at work. He's uh, 21, 22, young kid, dude. His name's Cameron, dude. Shout out to Cameron. He's a good dude, man. Super cool kid, man. And he was telling me the other day, let me see if I can find out. If I can remember what song it was, dude, he told it to me, and I was like, absolutely the one, the one shocked. That you, that you text me about? Oh yeah, what was it? What song was it? Twenty uh, first century, uh, twenty one guns, or twenty something on that album? Yeah, bro, it was that song, twenty one guns. He said it was the mm. greatest, greatest. I almost punched him in his fucking head, bro. <laughs> I was like, he's, that's he's not lying. Offended. He texted me this immediately when this happened. By the way, folks, dude, I was so offended as a punk rock fan, as a Green Day fan, and as an old head, I was offended by that. I was like, bro, I have waited 40 years to be able to say this to somebody, man. Settle down, kid. Stop acting like that. Behave yourself. Go to your fucking room. <laughs> and Shout out to Green Day. You do that. <laughs> Dude, yeah, right? Shout out to Green Day. I mean, uh, Green, Green shout Day. Out shout out to Green Day. <laughs> shout, yeah, shout out to Green Day. But shout out to Cameron for having an awful take, man. Yeah, uh, he's Cameron. my guy, though. He's in New York. Dude, I hope you're having a good time traveling safe. Um, but yeah, dude, I think that that song is, is amazing. Not 21 Guns. Uh, good riddance. I, I, I think it's interesting, man, because it's it's also one that feels to me like all the shit I was dealing with with the uh, Dookie era Green Day. Mm-hmm. This one is the kind of song that like wipes it clean and goes, "Hey man, it's all good, bro." Like you mm-hmm. gotta move on. And I think that signifies a point in my life where I was able to like 
finally move forward with my life. And since I was, I, I was in, in 1994, I was 12, bro. So dude, I lived with green day from mm-hmm. like, bro, this has been my whole life. I've listened to them before I knew rancid because they were on the radio. And so, yeah. uh, I just, I never thought about that. I guess green day is the first punk I ever heard. Huh? Interesting. Well, whatever. Um, I think most people would have that same story if they're like under the age yeah, of like 45 probably have that. Time bomb. Yeah. I guess it was but, pretty close. Rancid's probably the first punk you ever heard. Even if you heard Green Day and they're punk. That's but true. There's that's a true. difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's 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 true. But like, you know, I think that that song signifies a point because when it came out, I was like almost an adult and it's like, oh man, mm. let's, 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 let's move this way, man. Not that way. Let's go this way. And I dealt with a lot of trauma in my life, dude. I've got, I, I, I've had a, a small amount of therapy in my life and I've had to like, I've been told like, dude, you block shit out. Like, like you can't even recall things that happened to you. And I'm like, man, they're like, explain to me what happened with your head injury. And I've only been told what happened. So mm. whenever I tell somebody how my head got hurt, I'm basically reciting a story I was told by my mom and a doctor. I don't remember any of it. Mm. I remember standing up in the bed of a truck and then I remember waking up in a hospital and people freaking the fuck out being like, Oh my God, he's awake. And I was like, Oh shit. What happened? Like, and in my head, like, not, I wouldn't say, I don't remember a headache really either, but I remember like sore, like sore everywhere. But anyways, yeah, dude, that's my top 10 list. I'll go over it again in a minute. But what what, what was on your list that I missed? What, what, give me some, I know you had some bangers on there that I missed. Yeah. Let me just sort of go through it. Let me really quickly, I'll take a brief look at my big honorable mention list, which I do want to get this more together. Uh, just some other ones that I had to make sure is I had prosthetic head as you did. I had brat stuck with me, geek, 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 breath. 86 pulling teeth sassafras roots burnout sweet children and one of my lies as just sort There's of so many of those were not on my list really yeah yeah most and, of and, those were and i will say like it really even though i gave the whole catalog a chance i really look at like 39 smooth kerplunk through american idiot as kind of like that version one of green day and then the second half i just don't care for that part of their career as much Dude, i didn't give it as much attention my version one of green day doesn't even go past warning dude it's like it's it's kerplunk through nimrod and then it's Warning an American idiot as like 2.0. And then after that, it's like 3.0. And now we're at 4.0 in my opinion. That's how I, I think, I think that's it. a fair, I think it's a very fair way to, and I think if I were doing more of, of like what they sounded like, that would be the case. Um, I, I think, I think if anything, you can also argue to my earlier point, American idiot is the start of 2.0 or like the second wave necessarily of like when they got really popular. I can really dig, that. I can dig yeah. that. Up to um, warning is like their first. And that's when they really started to change up a little bit. And then, American yeah, idiot is when they, they really they even, they even get like that younger audience in American Idiot, like we referenced earlier too. Um, and I think uh, that was their first big break too. Sorry for interrupting so much. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, it, it was it was their second one. You, you would say it's ten years apart. Ninety four, you have Dookie, and you have American Idiot in two thousand four. So you have these, yeah, but but like from Nimrod to, to American Idiot, wasn't that like a couple of years versus like a year so, each almost? So yeah, yeah. You have warning and shenanigans, and them almost breaking up in between. So they're, that, oh, I they're, forgot shenanigans even existed, bro. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that in between. Sucks, bro. Well, because it's it's B sides and for like it, it's it was packaged as original. That's why I said in my video years ago that they were such a lame band between like Warning and American Idiot because they were just releasing old stuff. They were they were receding into being an old man that. band, and, and in some ways, like it, we can do we can rewrite history and say American Idiot is their midlife crisis that worked, like because they. They kind of like let me be younger and hipper than My Chemical Romance and Blink One Eighty Two and all of that stuff, and they completely reset themselves in that. I think their later years have been a combination of those original fans and the newer fans, and so us '90s guys are a little bit left out, I think, in that maybe. But we already yeah. we have like ten years of albums to listen to anyway. And as you said, we kind of like Green Day as well. It's one of the bands I talk about that I've experienced most first run, just because they're so mainstream that like even if 
even if you know you're not necessarily diving into everything, you've caught the hits from every single album and you always know what they're doing. Right. Uh, let me let me add Hitching a Ride, which I love as both it's as like really like a, an anthem type of song too. And that's the thing. Some things I notice with Green Day, some trends is is every band says they do anthems, but Green Day does actual like anthems and not just anthem rock songs, but kind of like a lot of anthems. Um, I also like a lot of their slower stuff, and I think it's because like in some ways like. If I want fast punk, like I'll go to the Pennywise, I'll go to the No Effects, I'll go to those guys, right. uh, like over Green Day. Green Day does a lot of like the the slower stuff, the ballady stuff, like the Time of Your Life, which isn't on my list, but like that's the stuff they do well. So I also had Basket Case, I had the uh, Dookie version of Welcome to Paradise. I like that one a lot more than I like the Kerplunk version. I just like the little bit of that, the the faster pace and the the slight the the down tuning and all that. I just like that version slightly, but it's essentially the same song. It's just yeah. I like the I like I like the production of it of what they did with it um, on Tadouki. Let, um, let me I, interject real quick. I, I want to speak on Welcome to Paradise because that wasn't anywhere near my list. I hate that fucking song, dude. I hate that song, and I don't really know why. Mm. Other than every time I hear it, I just go, "Oh, like wh- when was that?" As far as like their singles, was that like their th- second or third one that came out on Dookie, or was it early? I want to say that? I want to say it was their first one because it was a song that okay. came off of Kerplunk as well. So like it was the that's, song that they were already known for coming into the album. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was the case or not, and that's why I was asking. I, I don't know. I don't know the order specifically though when they were released as singles. I, I can look that it, up kind of. It, it, here, look it up real quick while I'm talking because I, I think okay, I think that that might have been one of the first ones that I heard, and that's why I didn't get into Green Day so immediate. Because I didn't like that song. I never have, dude. Like uh like the guitar is great. I don't know what it is about the song, man. I I think And it, it's the guitar for me that really stands out as such a like that's what hooks you in the song because it sounds like a roller coaster almost of yeah. power chords, you know. Welcome to Yeah, I just don't really care for that song, man. Like I just I guess hate's a strong word. I just, but you know, me, I'm kind of. It was, it was the third single official. Okay. Although, again, it was, it was already, it would have been in the ether because it would have been the song that was they were most known for prior to Dookie. But it was okay. the third song off. They did Longview, Basket Case, uh, When I Come Around, uh, Longview, Basket Case, Paradise, and then When I Come Around. That was the Dookie. Longview is another one that I don't like. See, I just don't like Dookie very much, man. I, I really think it's about whenever I was the kid, man. I just think it's all personal. You know, it's little pen marks in my life's mm. journey, and then and then this is the soundtrack to some horrible shit I had to go through. So, like, and, uh, and, and for me, here, here's here's where I'll counter some of the stuff you said. That's kind of funny. Longview and Duke, uh, excuse me, uh, Longview and Brain Stew, like lead me on Guitar Center songs that I annoy the people who work at Guitar Center on because like I'll do the on the bass, I'll dude. think of Longview and then Brain Stew. Everyone's like all the punk rockers smoke on the water is Brain Stew. Like instead, yes. instead of doing smoke on the water, we do brainstorm. We pick up guitars at Guitar Center. I was literally gonna say that. I was gonna tell, yeah, dude. That's the song that you. If you're a punk kid, that's the one. You is so easy to play at first. You learn that. All right, then you learn another simple song, and then you just gradually get your way up to like some Tim Armstrong shit. They try to fucking play left handed. Yeah, but, but it, won't, uh, it won't annoy the people in the store as much because they haven't heard uh, Time Bob like they have heard uh, Brain Stew and Crazy Train, which is the same basic riff like a hundred thousand uh, times. Uh, the the other one. <laughs> let me let me go through these ones. Were kind of the ones that um, I had a little more fun putting on the list too. Is I had two from Kerplunk that I really wanted to hit out. Uh, no one knows. Okay. And uh, Christy Road, which I think are basically kind of the same songs. They're both songs about like growing up and being young and, and getting on with your life. And they're both very slow type of songs. And that's, it's kind of like, it's funny because it's that early punky era and they have really good ballads, like even 
early on. Like it's not a surprising that they did good riddance time of your life because they, they had that in them. And I think that song good riddance was actually a song from like the dookie era, but it was the faster song that they slowed down. But um, they had a lot of these melodies, you know, I think sitting there a lot of really good melodies, even back when they were, you know, 17, 18 years old, when they wrote that's wild. Uh, Christy road and, and no one knows um, my one representation from, uh, from uh, warning was Macy parade. I love that song. I have since I was a kid, it's the one song I love from there, particularly relative around the holiday season. It's kind of you know, yeah. the whole vibe of consumerism and all that. It's you kind yeah. of an old school punk theme to be talking about like consumerism in the nineties, especially that really wasn't even, yeah. a, uh, a, you know, a hot topic. And then the other one that I have, uh, we talked about American idiot. And then my number one, which I've talked about before, which is also an unconventional song is the song Jesus of Suburbia, as we've talked about before. That is like, unquestionably my number one now is it a punk song yes there's a lot of punk in it but it's like is the decline a punk song i don't know like to me to me it's maybe it's its own category okay. actually it's funny you brought up the decline we're, we're gonna be talking about that in just a minute uh the decline isn't a punk song it is mm -hmm. a fucking punk rock ep because it's like six songs without a fucking space in between them i right. hate listening to the decline because people go it's the best no effects song i'm like no it's a really great no effects ep dude that is not one song it changes so much from point a to point z that there is no one line it zigs it zags it goes up and it's down it's not one song i hate talking about that song because it pisses me off when people get mad about it and they won't even listen to the fact or they won't listen to it at all they won't listen to like an opinion about it it drives me absolutely bonkers dude I do like the decline on uh, just you know to be clear. I like it. It's just not. It's not one it's just, song, bro. It's like it's a, it's a unique thing. Yeah, it's kind of its own thing, right? Like dude, no, it's like, not. It's just seven songs or whatever with no spaces in between, dude. Bands have done that forever. It's okay. just yeah, it's, it's just it's, so but, weird that people look at like, it and go, "It's just one song." I know it's just called the decline. But with it, like if you're doing like a no effects ranking video, it's kind of hard to put that song on the list because it's kind of hard to figure out where that song goes. Or is it an album? Is it an EP? Like th those things are kind of difficult with that song because it's a one of it, one. Yeah, it. I will agree with that. It is hard to like rank it because it's, in my opinion, seven songs, but it's only got one name. So, okay, what do you say? Like, oh, the decline, but only from point three minutes and 26 seconds up to like five minutes and 19 seconds. So that's the part I'm talking about. That would be pretty hard to do, right? Yeah. Also, yeah. Not really an album. It is an EP. So I wouldn't say that it ranks in albums. And I would I would say that it, by default, can't rank in songs. But I do believe that it is a great piece of art. And it's kind of like, uh, it feels like life won't wait, kind of. Mm -hmm. They ventured out. They did this thing. It was great. They don't play a lot of it live. And it doesn't really get talked about as much on the rankings lists, okay? That's how I feel about it. Now, I do think that it deserves a little bit of uh, attention when you're mm -hmm. doing a list about no effects. So um, I just it just blow, blows my mind. People go, no, man, it's just one song. I'm like, no, dude, it's like literally not. You can listen to it and go, oh, here's where the song changes to another song because it has like a melody for like a good couple of minutes. And then the whole melody will change, but it'll stay the same for a good couple of minutes, meaning that that's the next song. So. But I mean, there are bands that do these EPs and stuff that are like, uh, like it's like their concept album. It's mm -hmm. like their American Idiot. Like yes. their life won't wait. In in my mm -hmm. opinion. But yeah, and that's I, and that's I, what I, I mean, was, it sounded. 
No, but that's why I was kind of tying American Idiot as a whole, but Jesus Suburbia too, like the decline is kind of an analogy within our little world. Um, yeah. Maybe more intimation. And that's why like I stand by from our from our album rankings that American Idiot is my top album. But I, I agree with your criticism that like if you're like the way you kind of listen to music more on like the playlist style, it's one of the more un unlistenable albums, to be honest with you. It's kind of unlistenable. I, dude, I it's more of like a, of for me, it's more of a movie than it is like an album, but it yeah. still does produce something like the song American Idiot and the song like September Ends. Like those ones are kind of almost out of context of like the main narrative. And I would say like if the album itself is too much for you, I think, in my opinion, Jesus Suburbia is a good way to sort of summarize the album. Like, it's kind of like watching the TV version of the long movie that they cut down and made it like uh, digestible for you. That's what Jesus of Suburbia is. It's like that album into yeah. what is the most digestible version, which for me, the best version of watching the, of listening to it is experiencing the 13 minute long video with the acting and stuff uh, within it. So to me, it really is kind of maybe more of a movie than a song, but it was unquestionably the top of my list. And I like, I like, as you say, like the individual songs, I like a lot of the individual songs. Lyrically, it's probably my favorite song ever, like of any band. Um, I would put that up there. It's not my favorite really? song, but yeah, but I would say Jesus Suburbia lyrically. And then it's not fair because Wait. it gets to be like a 30 minute poem too. So that's also not fair to like linoleum that it gets nine minutes versus the three minutes that linoleum or roots yeah. radical or suburban home. Like those are the other three I think of generally off the top of my head are linoleum roots radical and suburban home. Those are like my three kind of punk songs. I don't really put suburbia there, but if, if it's a list of just songs, like suburbia is again, like one, two huh. or three on my list. Yeah. And it's, and again, and I would say this in general about Green Day. I, we did our bands ranking. Green Day was not even near, like, considered for my top bands ranking. They just have so much of their career that I just find kind of average versus, again, the Rances, the No Effects, the Pennywise, where it's like their right. career as a whole, I find more dense. If I were to make my list of top 100 songs, it would be very full of Green Day songs. And I don't really? know what that says about how I listen to music, but I think I like the song. Like, I care more about this list than I do our album rankings list for, like, for, for so, whatever reason. I find it interesting that you said that. I listen to uh, uh, music in a playlist form because I would disagree with that. I'm more of an album guy. Like but I you tend to, to provide analysis and you'll provide that as a criticism that it's not good on a playlist is what I'm saying. Oh, I do think that a playlist, uh, like whether or not a song is good on a playlist, I do think is very important for the specific song. Right. That's when more I what listen, I was meaning to that you. Okay, get an album okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when I listen to music personally, I tend to go album for album. I like, yeah. that's why I say like, Man, one man army, like everything they've ever written is so good because I can listen to like an entire record, no mm. skip, no fuss. It's not, uh, it doesn't take any work from me. It's just hit play. Uh, a lot of bands I can't do that with. Um, I would even say Green Day is one of those bands like, I can't really do that with it with them, mm. uh, even though they have an enormously large amount of great songs. It's a well, weird, it's a weird topic, actually. Yeah. And I think with Green Day, it's, they're a little bit of an exception because their songs are so good that it's kind of like, Am I really going to waste all my time listening to Dookie? Not that there's anything wrong with Dookie, but like, you know, so you're going to get on to Nimrod, you're going to get on to Warning, you're going to get some that's, songs from American. That's there's a newer good point. songs that are still good. It's, it sort of speaks to the strength of, of Green Day. And, and for context, people, this guy across the screen from me, even though he's a few years older than me, he's a much younger soul than I am in a lot of ways. So he's able to listen to uh, albums probably. and like as playlists. Cause I'm serious. Like you, you are able to sort of, ha you do kind of both things. I'm a little more like yeah. one track with, with these type. I'm a little more rigid. I think with, uh, I think I'm a, I think I things. have a younger, younger, uh, music, music soul than you do. Oh, I, mean, sure. I, I, still, sure. I mean, I was listening to a little peep and juice world for like three years, dude. Like, and I didn't do it cause I didn't like them. I like, I like that music. Man. Yeah. Views don't really matter to me. And only to a certain degree, I was doing it cause I enjoyed the music. I still like a lot of their songs, specifically juice world stuff. I think he's got a, a lot of songs that are going to be on on playlists for me indefinitely 
for be, just because of my son, that stuff is starting to come up with my new suggestions on Spotify. And it's like, oh, I don't, hate, I don't hilarious. hate it. You know what I mean? Like, it's funny because like someone asked me the other day if they could put a panic at the disco song on a playlist of mine. I said, Nope, that oh. is not getting into my algorithm. I don't care if you like it, but Dude, I'm excited you. with like this X and juice world and stuff that's coming into my Spotify thing. I'm like, Man, I'll take that. Like I'll, I at least that's listen cool. to X. I'll he do was it. a shit person, so I don't listen to his music. But like his music's objectively good, though. I thought it was, anyways. It, but, I, uh, I think it appeals to people like that have my sensibilities. Is why I think I've been sort of like digging it when I've been finding it because, you know, like hip hop. I respect hip hop, but it's just kind of not my thing. But that stuff seems to yeah. be like it's not written for people like me. But I, but I can kind of get like I can get what other people are seeing in it. I I'm always felt like, uh, like Juice World, Peep, all those guys like that. It's like they were like pop punk kids that just weren't punk rock kids yeah like they were raised on the straight good charlotte not on like the rancid and good charlotte. yeah yeah and they like and they liked hip-hop and pop punk and they just never really got into like street punk shit at all well, to well, any that, degree. that generation kind of it would have been like the kid that would have listened to actually american idiot at, as like an eight-year-old instead of like I yeah. as a 15 year old you know what i mean so like yeah it's, it's kind of more part of their general pop music as pop punk was so so it's, it's not even like a special to them in a way like i still kind of hold like even blank green day and offspring which are huge like mainstream american rock bands they're still in my heart. There's still like this little punky special thing about them. And I don't think those kids necessarily yeah. uh, care. Good for them for not caring about that, by the way, because that's some more mental freedom to, to do that. But they're also open to a lot of other genres too, that I think like, like you're, like you're more open-minded in general. Like me, I'm, I'm a lot more like, I kind of like this, 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 and this. And I think and that's a way you're kind of in that newer mentality too. The newer kids are just kind of a little open to, to they're a little less precious. I think about these specific things that we are us old guys that are so rigid about these things. I do find myself getting that way a little bit sometimes, but I've been told by a few people that I have a pretty wide variety of interests in music. And I think that's pretty cool, man. I I'm proud of that because it mm. takes a lot of effort to be interested in shit that 20 year olds and 18 year olds are interested in because I don't understand all of it. And yeah, uh, I'm not gonna, so I have to like put effort into like, okay, let me listen to this. Let me dissect what they're saying. Let me see if it is something I agree with and then move, move on to the next one. But, but you're uh, you're so good at appreciating stuff on its own terms though too, and I think that's absolutely that's a thing. And me me I'm I'm like I overthink things, and so I, I I kind of go in that in that sort of vein of of analysis. But like as we talk about every week, we put that together, and that's kind of the the sauce that we get. And we just had a badass right. day episode, so I mean, I ain't right? Complaining. You know what's funny is that I was explaining to somebody once. They were like, "So how is it that you listen to Juice World?" And you're over forty years old. They're like, "Explain to me how you like that," because they're like, "I don't get it." Mm -hmm. Because mm. they were also like close to my age and they hated Juice World music. And I said, okay, first and foremost, I've always been on the outside looking in, no matter what it's talking about. Mm -hmm. Be it my jobs, even the scene locally here to a degree, I was like not the cool guy, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And uh, so there's always this outcast part of me that is there for whatever is the outcast shit. And Juice World, Lil Peep, those guys were the outcasts. They were the kids in school that were like more into music than they were school. They mm. skateboarded. They were into like getting getting high and stuff, which I don't sponsor that kind of behavior, but like I used to. Mm. And so I think there's just this part of me that's always going to be interested in whatever's rebellious. And that stuff's very rebellious. And so I think that's really what it is. It's not that I hunted it down and loved it. It's just that it was natural for me. To listen mm. to that, go. Oh yeah, this is the shit that not the like. This isn't the radio rock. This is the new version of like, I don't know, 
blink or something right mm-hmm. um you know just underground just kind of under, just, just yeah, underground but you under. can under, underground but you can get it like is, is yeah it's a, it's a funny category but I, you know what you mean when you say that like it's not epitaph. on the radio but yeah oh yeah but is a good analogy it's like yes it's not on the radio or in walmart but i don't gotta go to like a crack house to go find it like those are kind right. of you the, know it's funny paradigms. when i said epitaph it's so accurate because little lotus is like actually on epitaph I was gonna so say like, that, that's that's why that's my go-to of my modern rapper i say him because i know him from has been an epitaph guy <laughs> i do i like little lotus he's pretty good man yeah. and don't get me wrong man on a daily basis i'm choosing women army and, and rancid over anything but uh dude I want to mention that I almost put Penhead Gunpowder on this list because of how good that shit is. But it was, uh, I think it's another video we need to make. It's a whole different topic. But uh, yeah, Green Day. Let me go over my list one more time for anybody that just yeah. like uh, wants to know what I'm talking about. My top 15 Green Day songs are in this order. Number 15 is Minority. 14 is Platypus, I Hate You off of Nimrod. Number 13 is American Idiot. Number 12 is Stuck With Me off of Insomniac. Number 11 is Castaway off of Warning. 10 is When I Come Around off Dookie. Number 9 is She off of Dookie. Number 8 is Warning off of Warning. Number 7 is Jaded off of Insomniac. Number 6 is Brett off of Insomniac. Number 5 is All the Time off Nimrod. 4, Basket Case off Dookie. 3, The Grouch off Nimrod. 2, Bob Zavula Who off Insomniac. And number 1, my opinion, is Good Reddit's Time of Your Life off of Nimrod. Okay. That closes this uh, this this Green Day topic, right? right? My thought was, I have two bands in mind of who we should cover for next week. Yeah. I won't be home until Tuesday next week, so we have to do it on Tuesday. Is that okay? Yes. Um, as okay. long as we can do it kind of in the evening, because I go to go work oh, on Wednesday. The, the later, the better. On okay. That's, or, or that whatever, man. Whatever time is good for you, bro. Like, I don't, I'm later later works good. for me on Tuesday, too. Yeah. This, okay. That, okay. We can pencil that in since now. Okay. Cool. Who do you think is going to be getting the more interest right now? No effects of the offspring for a top 10 songs list. And who would you rather do it for? I'd, I, uh, shit. Okay. I'd rather know, do right? no, I'd rather do no effects. I've got offspring content coming up. So I'd rather research offspring. Oh, okay. So let's, maybe let's do offspring. Let's, we could, cause I think we can do no effects for one of our layup weeks. Cause that's, you know, I can do that like like the Green Day episode where like See, I, I have can't to, my, my my memory's so bad like I'll know the songs but I won't know their names I don't know what albums they came off of but, so I have to do research. But let me way. let me give you the context is like I, this is a good week for research for me so let me do research on a band I know less yeah. about than than No Effects where let me oh, let's do I'm No Effects whenever I'm in a busy week and I and I, yeah. and I can just do that so let, let's yeah. I'm saying all that to say I need to do Offspring research anyway let's do Offspring research let's do cool yeah, yeah I'm done. Either band works for me. That's why I was like, oh, these two will work because I can. We'll, I'm down we'll with do, either we'll, one. We'll do no effects very soon. Let's kind of keep that okay. like in the. Dude, these videos are super fun. So I think we've kind of figured we out our format. Formula. Yeah, and we figured out our contrast of personalities and where to put them. And yeah. I think it's, it's working. Like, like I can already plan out what certain segments are going to come. Like, kind of in my head, and it's, right, it's working. And we it's, still it's... have like Pennywise songs we could do, Rancid songs we could do. Uh, hell, dude, we could even do stuff like Black Flag, who I don't even like. So we mm. could go and listen to them. I could discover some songs I didn't know I liked, you know, stuff like that. So yeah. I think if we um, keep this light mode that we're doing without the heavy research, we can keep the flow going for just for a couple of months. So we get to like the summer, uh, and we, can, we can slow down again, but I want to keep would, it going. Yeah. Like I want to, it gives me something. It keeps me on my toes and, and right. stuff, so let's, well, if you have something that you're doing and even if it's not research heavy, 
by the time you get to where you have to do something that's research heavy, you, it won't be like a whole complete 180. It'll be like, okay, I need to just pivot over here and then do this. I, I want to do a part of this video for, for the Green Day week when the album comes out. So that's why this was so valuable to me to get this done. Because nice. It's, like, it's kind of like double dipping. So it's it's very convenient. Yeah. Yeah. When the, uh, I'm going to probably clip off the front end of this video and have that as its own thing, probably like mm. Friday or something like that. This will probably drop, what's today? Tuesday. So I'm a day Tuesday, behind yeah. on my days right now. So tomorrow I'll probably drop this. I'll email you the footage. And then I'm going to do uh, Dylan Disaster here in a few minutes. We're going to talk. And then I'll probably drop his on Friday. All my guests outside of me and you, I do them two days earlier, at least a day early on Patreon. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's just like a little thank you for checking it out. You know, like, appreciate it. Here's the next I, I feel like, we're like the we're like the home base, too, of your channel, kind of. We're like the... That's what it feels like to me. Because you're like really? interviewing other people and you and I are the ones that are talking. I think is a little bit different than than your other shows. You know what's funny about that is like, while yes, that's the case, it also comes off like a a, a talking with them too. People get so irritated by it. But that's just how I operate, man. Good, that that means it. it's a good podcast. So when, when that happens on a podcast, that's when people are listening. Because interviews yeah. happen on like YouTube. Podcasts right. like when you're at the gym or something, you just get into a conversation between two people. That's well, they get mad. Podcast. They're like, man, why don't you just talk less and let them talk? I'm like, dude, we're just having a conversation. It wasn't on purpose. I didn't go, oh, I'm gonna hog the airwaves. Dude, there's people that talk less, there's people that talk more. I talk a lot. And so, like uh with um dude from integrity, mm -hmm. I got like 40 minutes, but people don't know that was like a 68 minute long video. I cut it down mm -hmm. to 40 because I talked a lot. And he didn't talk much because he's kind of an introvert. So right. I literally just went and edited a bunch of my extra bullshit that I was saying, like just story stuff. I just chopped it out and left up the questions and let him talk a little bit. And so it came out like I was really talking to him and asking. But in reality, I had to pull it out of him. And it's not a dig on him. I, I'm good no. at that. So I just it's, did it. I mean, I went to college for all that shit. And it's, that's exactly what you do to, you know, pull out, it, you know, interesting stuff out of an interesting person that doesn't sound interesting. And that's right. And Filling dead space is a is a key skill because like if we're not talking, why are you watching? So we're gonna fill that right. space. Yeah, I don't yeah. think people really understand that. So like when yeah. I, and then like with Adam from CMI, the first time we talked, people got all mad because I talked a lot, and I'm like, y'all don't get it, man. I am a fan of these people. Mm. I don't talk to people because they're cool. You right. could be Adam from CMI or Rob or Lars Fredrickson, and I'm gonna be just look how excited I was to talk to Chris Clink. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? Moderately successful punk rocker, right? But I was like, oh, shit, this is amazing. So, like, I'm a fan, too, man. Like, people mm -hmm. don't think that I want to just chat with these guys. Come on. Of course I do. But that's what this is. is it's just a hangout. If you don't like a hangout session, you're not going to like this. If you don't like Joe Rogan's interview style, you won't like mine because it's very mm -hmm. similar. Mm -hmm. so, very story-based. and Yeah. I am working on it, though. I am putting effort into, like, getting better mm -hmm. at ask a question, let them talk for a while, but some guys just don't do it much. They answer your question and they, then they claim up and it's like, Oh shit. So, but, uh, you know, whatever. This was fun, bro. Yep. Um, cool. So top 10 offspring songs next week, right? Yeah. That's going to be fun. This is going to be an interesting list, dude. Cause they got a lot of great songs and they got go. some songs that I can't stand. I know this is going to be easy. one to lop off the useless stuff and really focus on the good stuff more so than dude. Good I'm and they got like, some songs that are going to make my list that people are going to go, oh. Yeah, they, they have dumb songs that I like, too, that, uh, that I'm just going to put on there. And it's not it's not to be contrarian. Like, it's just, they're a weird-ass band, and we're going to get into they really that. Are. I think that's going to be kind of the overarching part of our discussion next. I'm it's the last thing I do before I go back to work is to do my podcast with you next week. So I'm, I'm already I'm already ready Hell for, yeah. like, the grand finale of break. Who knows what the beard will Man, look like at that point? Holy shit. I'm actually kind of curious as to what kind of views this will get. 
I've never really talked about the offspring much, but they're they're valid, man. Like my, my first ever video that popped was the offspring get no respect, and that video still to this day will just always like it's always in my top ten of the week and stuff. It just always kind of keeps bro. A little I think bit I'm gonna views. call our list. The video title will be the offspring dot dot dot. Still don't get respect. Yes, yes. Please do because that is my most like infamous video. Because like people like my battle religion video and tell me good things about it. People write okay. like thirty paragraph, thirty page paragraph responses Dude. to why they don't like my my offspring gets no respect. So that's why I kind of wanna I kind of wanna settle some scores a little bit in a cheeky way on Let's this go. show. Yeah, you know I'm, me, bro. I'm an I'm antagonist when I need to. That be. is what I you do. It. Yeah, you do that. Like you know. You get out of bed and settle scores. Oh, I gotta bro. these out a little bit. I'll be stretching and shit. Like, let's <laughs> go argue with some folks. People get all, all concerned and then confused. Like, how do you argue people so much? I'm like, dude, because I don't look at it as arguing. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking. I get animated. I get interested in it. I get hype about it. But I'm never really angry. You know, at least rarely do I get actually get angry. I'm usually just like, nah, bro, you're wrong. But in two seconds, I'll be like, hey, man, what are we having for dinner? Like, I just, I'm not actually angry. I just sound like I am. So we're also, we're also kind of entertainers on this platform, too, by the way. Yeah. Like, it's not what we do primarily, but you do have to keep people entertained. So. I, tr I try to be as like fun across the board as I can be. I had somebody earlier, dude, tell me that uh, the, the Florida punk archivists, that yeah. dude's super nice, man. He gave me a really nice compliment earlier. And if he's watching this, dude, shout out to that guy. That guy's rad. Uh, and then shout out to uh, is it Memo Momo? I can't remember the guy's name on his channel. Hold on, uh, shout, shout out real quick to Archivist. He is my he is like my number one fan, legitimately by the analytics and stuff. He is my that's top fan of my channel, top that's member, amazing. all that stuff. Yeah, well, he's really nice and he paid me a very nice compliment, so I wanted to make sure and point that out a little bit. Let me see if I can find uh, oh, crap. He did the the rants. He's a European cat. He did the. I watch his channel, dude. I can't believe I can't remember his name. Did this he, is really okay. irritating. European guy did the rants. Let's oh, see. Tome. That's what. Tome. That's what it is. Tome. Not not. I was thinking of the words. The letters mixed up. It's Tome. Mm -hmm. Yes, that guy's super rad too, and he was really nice and paid me some really nice compliments. And I think the channel's really got some uh, staying power now. Um, mm -hmm. I've stayed consistent throughout the whole of 2023. I, I started it in like April or May. So I got like a good eight months in almost. And so I, I stayed consistent with my release, my, my, my uh, drops. And I just, I, dude, I completely abandoned a 27,000 subscriber channel. Uh, people mm -hmm. need to understand how important this channel is to me. A channel that had 27,000 subscribers that I could get revenue from. I ba I abandoned it not not to be mean but to focus on this because I love this so much. So, anyways, uh, yeah, dude, hell yeah, bro, I'm excited for next week. So Tuesday night. All right, is there anything else you need from me, Rob? No, we're good, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Have a great night, man. If you need something you from too. me, you know my my phone's always on, bro. Yes, sir. All right, everybody, thank you so much, man. Offspring coming up next. We'll see yep. you soon. Bye. Peace.